But come Friday night in the grand final with that, we'll be 1v2 on the AFL ladder. Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions, who have found themselves in second spot. Results have gone their way. Can they stay there? Can they lock it down? Can they get a home final in the first week of the AFL final series? They've got a good record against Collingwood and they have a good record in Melbourne, or at least at Marvel Stadium. All things are pointing towards the Lions. Well, that's here in Brisbane, but what about down south? What about in the Victorian capital? How are the Lions flying? Are they under the radar? Are they being spoken about much? Let's find out from my colleague at SEN. He's the co-host of Sports Day on SEN in Melbourne alongside Kane Corns. I speak none other than Jared Healy is on the line. Jared, very good morning to you. Happy Matilda's Day. Yeah, good morning to you, Ben. <laughs> uh, the Brisbane Lions and Collingwood. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than this, does it? Friday night lights, prime time and 1v2 on the ladder. Yeah, outside of Matildas, I think you're absolutely spot on. It's a, it's a game that uh, I think a lot of people are looking forward to, A, to find out how Collingwood go, given their uh, their runabouts in recent times, with the exception of uh, crawling across the line against Geelong. But also Brisbane, whilst they've, win, they've been winning, um, they haven't been winning that well. And they've certainly had their game challenged and they've been more forced into a bit of a scrap, you know, lots of stoppages, et cetera, which you would think has would suit Brisbane, but uh, they've sort of changed this year to be much more free-flowing. So there's some challenges for Chris Fagan and for some uh, Brisbane Lions players, in particular Lockie Neal, who'll uh, clearly get some attention. Yeah, and has been getting some attention for the majority of the year, and now there's no Will Ashcroft to deal with. Uh, a lot of uh, teams can paint him up. Jared, how do you see it? Uh, winning ugly, battle-hardened, uh, playing finals like footy a, a month out, that, that's what Brisbane have been doing against teams who are fighting for their own survival for the best part of the last month. Or do you look at it as, hey, they're just winning? W- which side of the fence are you on as far as Brisbane are concerned in that factor? Uh- yeah, look, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good question, uh, and and probably the answer is midway between the two. I really love the way Brisbane have played this year, but they've had their game taken away from them a, a fair bit. They've been the best free flowing transition side in mm. the competition for most of the year. They've got a forward line that's as good as anybody's. You get the ball in there, they generally score. They're good in the air, they're good on the ground. But as I said, they've been forced into this scrap-like uh, games and that strength has been taken away from them. I think the stoppages have gone from 60, which is about AFL average, up to about 85 in the Brisbane game. So they've been having to really change the way they've been able to score and their score level has come down to a degree. So look, this is probably giving them a great insight into what's uh, coming in the next uh, month or so with finals footy. It's only three weeks away now. And against Collingwood, it's going to be a similar story. Look, on that fast deck, if they are allowed to get free, then uh, they're going to trouble Collingwood. And it's a great insight just to see how the two are going. Because Collingwood aren't going that well themselves. They're, they're right off. They've been off for eight weeks and they're, they're looking for their best and they're looking for it without their best two players. Moore's out and uh, Dacos, as we know, is out and probably out for the season. So they're looking to reinvent themselves a little bit too uh, in, in the shadows of the finals. Jared, can I ask you how, how is the is, is there much talk about the the lines in, in Melbourne, or is it dominated by the others trying to make the eight? Where, where what's the feel, the gut feel for for Brisbane in the uh, in AFL heartland? Oh, very much in the race, very much in the race, and uh, you know you don't talk about premiers without noting how good the lines have been this season. And uh, But my, I think most of it is expectation and heaping expectation on Brisbane that 
you know, if they're going to win it, it's it's not now or never, but it's certainly now is a huge opportunity. They are they are right in the window of uh, winning premierships. They haven't been able to get to the big dance yet under Chris Fagan, gone awfully close. But this is a, a year where, with the, with the unfortunate loss of Ashcroft, uh, they've got the, their best side, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, essentially in. And it's an opportunity. I mean, they don't come around all that often. You've just got to make make the most of this brilliant opportunity. So they're well and truly front and centre. Uh, they're not flying under the radar, if uh, that answers your question. But they are they are right there. Um, you know, they've got a great midfield. They've got a great ruckman. They've got uh, an excellent defence. They've got a forward line that, as I said, is as good as any in the competition. So this is an opportunity for Brisbane to uh, re-enter the glory days. All right, fingers crossed. 20 years since their last grand final, or sorry, since their last premiership win. They did play a grand final in 2004 against Port Adelaide, which actually is a segue because part of that Port Adelaide winning team, I'm pretty sure he played, and that was was Damien Hardwick, wasn't he? 2004, and now he is in line. We're hearing basically signing on the dotted line needs to happen for for him to be coaching the, the Suns next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can take that one to the bank. Uh, that one's absolutely done. It's only a question of getting the marketing and the signing right. And it's a great appointment. I mean, you can't uh, deny Damien's uh, status in the game as a triple premiership coach, somebody who essentially brought attacking football back to the game. And for that, I'll, ever be, I'll be forever grateful. You know, the, the stodgy days of the chipping the ball around at left and uh, he reinvented the forward line with fast role-playing players, a bit like the way Brisbane are playing at the present time. And... He really did bring some excitement back to it. But that era is over, and there's a new era for the Suns, and it's a fantastic job to get. They've got three of the best 10 kids in the country going to join them next year. Mm. They've got a pretty good list at the present time. It's, uh, you know, it's exciting times for the Gold Coast. Joe, what, what do you think? Is it just the Damien Hardwick touch, uh, the, the, to, the tweaks to get them going, or does he need to reinvent the, the way they play? No, I think the reinvention has been done to a degree. Uh, Stephen King, I think, has taken them for, to from a you know contest to contest to contest side to one that's still at the contest but uh, transitions the ball. I think he's done a pretty good job. Foundation set by Stewie Dew. Um, they've shown over the last month that they're capable of playing a game that I'm sure Damien Hardwick is going to implement, something a little bit more free-flowing. He'll, he'll want to add a couple of players to the list, but... They've got they've got a hell of a lot of talent in that group, and Damien will come in. He'll set the standards. He'll he'll uh, I think take the club hopefully from a from a uh, you know second cousin up there to the Brisbane Lions to somebody who's uh, battling it out for equal territory. I I think it's a really you know within three years they could be a top four side. Well, there we go. Heard it here first. Top four side for the Suns. Jarrett, I love that. I love the confidence, and that can only be good for Queensland footy and uh, footy across the entire country if you've got two competitive sides in Queensland. Uh, where are you yeah. watching tonight? What, what's what's on the menu at the Healy household, or do you go out? Do you catch a hat? What's, how do you watch the Matildas? Probably the same as uh, the shootout. Uh, I'll be on the on the couch with my uh, dog, Inca Marie. My wife's up in Sydney at this day, so I'm, uh, I'll be bashing at home and... Uh, <laughs> In some ways, hoping for another shootout because 
That is entertainment that uh, you just can't buy. Oh, it's the, it's the worst feeling and the best feeling in sport, isn't it? It just makes yeah, you sick and, and, you, and you, you can't look away. All right, mate, appreciate the chat. Uh, we will look forward to Friday night's blockbuster as well. Outstanding stuff. Uh, Jared Healy co-hosts a sports day with Kane Corns uh, down at SEN in Melbourne. Uh, it is going to be a blockbuster in every sense of the word. The Lions and Collingwood, it is a big chance for the Lions to cement a top two spot, get a home final at the Gabba. Jeez, if, if if Collingwood if Collingwood lose to the Lions and then they've got to play the Bombers from memory in the final round, <laughs> the Lions could be minor premiers. Oh, do we dare to dream? Well, let's just get the McTilders across the line first tonight. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. More on this developing story out of the West Tigers. Tigers and Tim Sheens, the five-year plan is off and Tim Sheens is out.